0: out front. Allison couldn't get the puck onto his stick. And the Bruins come back the other way with it as we dip under a minute to go in the period. Copenum. Self-pass off the wall. Weird bounce off the boards. Comes to Brazzo. And a shot. They score! Johnny
1: Beecher! First pro goal! And the Bruins take the lead! Now looking out front. And they score again! Oh my God! goodness Georgi Mirkoff gets his first in the American Hockey League and we are tied again
0: holy
1: moly across the ice for Steen up high Berglund waits fires
0: he scores 19 seconds in to the third period
1: Welcome to the Providence Hockey Report podcast, a weekly look into the American Hockey League Providence Bruins, the top minor pro affiliate of the National Hockey League, Boston Bruins. Please subscribe on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please give our show a five-star rating and a written review on audio platforms that allow listener feedback. This is Season 1, Episode 1, and I'm your host, Mark Allred, and I genuinely appreciate you subscribing and downloading this inaugural episode. This program will provide game highlights and recent news of the Providence Bruins team, including coaches and player interviews. Please stay tuned later in the program for my interview with Boston Bruins goaltender Brandon Bussey, who sat down with me via the internet for over 30 minutes talking about how and when he got started playing the game as a child to his developmental leagues here in the United States leading up to knocking on the door of his first ever NHL games. This hockey talk was a lot of fun, and I cannot thank his agent John Coffey enough for sharing information to make this interview happen. Now let's get to the recent happenings surrounding the Providence Bruins organization during the 2023 summer off season. Last season, the Providence Bruins finished the 2023 regular season with the best record in the Eastern Conference with a 44-18 eight and two record and 98 points this past regular season didn't translate well to the call to cup playoffs where the Providence Bruins had a first round bye but lost in the second round to a better prepared Hartford Wolfpack who won the best of five game series three to one this has been a critical offseason not only for the parent club the Boston Bruins but also the minor pro levels of the Boston organization as several players depart the American Hockey League franchise This is an excellent opportunity for others to come in and keep their hockey dreams alive and help the Providence Bruins be a competitive team in the upcoming 2023 24 season. Here are the recent contract extensions from the American Hockey League Providence Bruins. 24-year-old forward Joey Abate signed a two-year extension in April of 2023 and has been a physical player, something this team desperately needs abati posted three goals and three assists in 35 games played last season the other contract extension this offseason went to big forward and 25 year old justin brazao who signed for the upcoming 2023-24 regular season brazao appeared in 67 games last season and posted 16 goals 29 assists and 45 points new providence bruins contract signings this offseason were 21 year old owen peterson who spent his Canadian Hockey League development in the Western Hockey League with the uh, Winnipeg Ice. Pedersen signed a two-year deal with Providence and posted 32 goals, 42 assists, and 74 points in 65 games for Winnipeg last season. Providence signed 21-year-old defenseman Ethan Ritchie to a one-year contract. Ritchie played for the Ontario Hockey League Sarnia Sting last season, posting 13 goals, 32 assists, and 44 points in 65 games. Providence signed goaltender Shane Starrett to a one-year contract. The 28-year-old netminder played for the uh, the ECHL Kansas City Mavericks with 24 wins, 21 losses, and a 2.68 goals against average and .913 save percentage. The Boston Bruins finally signed forward Luke Toporowski to a two-year entry-level contract, at least for the upcoming season. He will start with the Providence Bruins. In Luke's American Hockey League rookie season, the 22-year-old posted 15 goals, 14 assists for 29 points in 47 games. The Boston Bruins signed goaltender Brandon Bussey to a one-year, two-way contract. The 25-year-old netminder spent his first year of professional hockey in the Bruins organization as a rookie last season, starting in the ECHL with the Maine Mariners. When goaltender Kyle Kaiser went down with an injury, Bussey was recalled from Maine to fill the void and and did very well. Brandon was so good to start the American Hockey League career that he bumped veteran Keith Kincaid out of the higher Friday-Sunday rotation, giving him two starts each weekend schedule. Bussy finished the 2022-23 season with Providence, posting a 22-5-4 record and a 2.40 goals against average and .924 save percentage in 32 games. Speaking of goaltender Kyle Kaiser, the Boston Bruins extended the 24-year-old to a one-year contract for the upcoming season. Last year, the former Ontario Hockey League Oshawa Generals netminder posted 13 wins and 6 losses and a 2.79 goals against average along with a 900 save percentage. Most likely joining the Providence Bruins next season are the recent free agent signings that the Boston Bruins made during the first day of free agency on July 1st. was 25-year-old Parker Witherspoon, who recently paid for the uh, National Hockey League New York Islanders. Also most likely joining the Providence team this upcoming season is forward Anthony Richard, a 26-year-old who spent last season with the Laval Rocket where he posted 30 goals, 37 assists, and 67 points in 60 games. 33-year-old center Jason Megna signed with the Bruins and likely headed to Providence. Megna posted 2 goals and 6 assists in 41 games for the Anaheim Ducks last season. Leaving the Providence Bruins or Boston Bruins organization via free agency was uh, Shane Bowers, who had his rights traded to the New Jersey Devils. Forward Samuel Asleen, who remains a free agent and unsigned. Veteran defenseman Mike, Mike Riley, who was bought out by the Boston and signed as a free agent with the Florida Panthers. Forward Unica Panin, who signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Forward Vinny Latari, who signed with the Minnesota Wild. Defenseman Jack Ashan, who signed with the Colorado Avalanche. Veteran forward and mass native Chris Wagner also signed with the Colorado Avalanche team. Defenseman Connor Carrick signed with the Seattle Kraken. And finally, defenseman Nick Wolf, who signed with the American Hockey League uh, San Diego Gulls, to an AHL-only contract. And also former Providence captain Josiah Didier um, did sign with the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins, the top minor pro affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. There is undoubtedly going to be a youthful approach to the 2023-24 Providence Bruins season. Bruins prospect defenseman Mason Lowry, forward Trevor Kunta, forward Brett Harrison, defenseman Ryan Mast, and maybe Frederick Brunet will be entering their first full AHL seasons. Brunet does have the option to go back to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And that's a decision that continues to be made as of today. Providence forwards Fabian Lysel and Georgian Mikulov will enter their second seasons with the Providence team. The Providence Bruins coaching staff of Ryan Moujonelle, Trent Whitfield, and Matt Thomas uh, have their work cut out as they put together a competitive American Hockey League roster for the upcoming regular season. Speaking of the coaches behind the bench, I broke news about Moujonelle, Whitfield, and Thomas getting three-year extensions well over a month ago and nothing has become official this means to me that the boston bruins knew well in advance of former defensive coach john gruden's departure which could put official news of these rumored ahl con- coaching contract extensions on hold as the interview process in boston for a new assistant coach continues i look forward to watching another season of boston bruins prospect fabian lysell with the providence bruins Although last season was a a learning year in his first year pro, the Swedish native had solid solid offensive attributes you want to see in a developing forward. He'll have to work hard on his defensive side of the game this offseason and address that need in the upcoming year. I believe that once he becomes a better all-around forward, he'd improve his game and be more responsible, which general managers and coaches want to see regularly in the NHL. Lysol was fun to watch last season with center uh, Vinny Letteri and Georgie Mikulov on the left side. Fabian suffered a, like, a concussion at the end of the 2022-23 Providence season and was a late start to this year's Bruins development camp. Bruins prospect defenseman Mason Lorai had a solid development camp during the week of the 4th of July at the Warrior Ice Arena in Brighton, Massachusetts. After leaving Ohio State last year, the 22 year old left college after his sophomore year, signing an entry level contract and officially turning pro. In five games with Providence to end the 2022 23 season, Lowry had one assist. In 40 games for the Buckeyes last season, Mason posted four goals and 28 assists for 32 points. From the handful of games I saw Lowry play in the American Hockey League, you can see the skill and size are there but it's a work in progress and something he's committed to work on this offseason bruins prospect forward brett harrison is another player that's intriguing for me for the upcoming 2023-24 regular season for the providence bruins last year after starting the 2022-23 campaign on the shelf with a broken leg the former 2021 Third round selection, recovered quickly from his lower body injury, and got back to work. Starting the year in the Ontario Hockey League's Oswego Generals, appearing in 27 games and contributing 16 goals, 17 assists for 30, 33 points. Harrison was later traded to the Windsor Spitfires, head coached by former Boston Bruins alumni Mark Savard. In 30 games for Windsor, Brett posted 18 goals, 18 assists for 36 points. For the Bruins organization, desperate for centers up the middle, Harrison is uh, in the fold of pro development and after an excellent first season in Providence, could earn a National Hockey League spot the following season with forward vacancies due to departures. Goaltender Brandon Bussey is another player I'm looking forward to covering for another Providence Bruins season. With last season's National Hockey League Jennings Trophy Jennings winning tandem of Lenius Almark and Jeremy Swayman seemingly coming back for the 2023-24 season, Brandon will once again be the top netminder in Providence, getting a bulk of the work preparing for him for not only an emergency response to the higher level, but also a developing asset that could be called upon if current National Hockey League crease opportunities open up via trade. Bussy is a big kid that maneuvers well around the crease effortlessly and is a very, very good down low, shutting down the bottom half of the net and tracks the puck very well when opposing net front traffic. I'm intrigued by the recent American Hockey League Providence Bruins signing of 21-year-old defenseman Ethan Ritchie, who uh, had a career year in the Ontario Hockey League with the Sarnia Sting. Richie posted 44 points in 65 games on the, from, the, from the back end, and his, uh, his overall defensive game might have attracted uh, Bruins scouts already following uh, him with current uh, Bruins prospect and Sarnia Sting teammate Ryan Mast. Providence and the Bruins organization want to get more size and play heavier moving forward, but also address the need to be mobile with quicker transition. 21-year-old forward Owen Pedersen is another player I'm excited to watch and cover this upcoming season. At 6'3 and 205 pounds, the Alberta, Canada native moves very well and it's going to be interesting to see how he translates his offensive action that was on display last season in the Western Hockey League with the Winnipeg Ice. In five years in the Western Hockey League, all with Winnipeg, Pedersen had 94 goals, 111 assists, good for 205 points, in 237 career games. The knock on him is his foot speed, and one of the primary reasons a player like this went undrafted in his years of eligibility. Georgie Mikulov is another player I'm excited to watch develop for another year. While he remains one of the higher prospects in the, in the organization, and will challenge hard for a National Hockey League roster spot in Boston when training camp festivities begin this fall, I believe Merck will end up back in Providence in the American Hockey League for another year of minor pro development. Last season, Merck started the year on the left wing on a line with Letari and Lysel, but when veteran uh, Letari went down with a lower body injury last season, that's when Merck Ulof flourished offensively, slotting into his natural center position. When LaTerry was down, Merkulov exploded for 10 goals and 6 assists, good enough for 16 points in 13 games. After seeing his offensive production as a center, it's hard for me to not think Merck is uh, the number one center going into next season for Providence. His offensive creativity at the center position is off the charts when he has the opportunity to play up the middle. And I highly recommend the Boston Bruins organization do what's best to keep him thriving in that area. Of future lineups. The goaltending situation is another exciting avenue I often think about recently with how things will pan out in the crease for the upcoming 2022 23 Providence Bruins season. As mentioned, Brandon Bussey and Kyle Kaiser seem locked in for the American Hockey League tandem. Still, the recent free agent signings of Providence goaltender Shane Starrett makes me think the 20-year-old uh, Massachusetts native was obtained with the unknown future of restricted free agent goaltender Michael DiPietro, who the NHL Bruins locked up on a one-year two-way contract adding to the goaltending ending depth last week. The former 2017 third-round selection of the Vancouver Canucks, uh, who poorly developed him in and misused his talents during the height of the COVID pandemic, settling back into his pro development. DiPietro played well for the East ECHL Maine Mariners, posting a 19-win and 9-loss season after being acquired in a trade that involved former Berwins forward prospect Jack Stadnicka going, going to Western Canada. With the signing of Stara as a depth goaltender who can play at either minor pro level, This means veteran netminder Francois Brassard is likely leaving the Maine Mariners where he spent last season appearing in 33 games and posting 17 wins and 14 losses uh, with a 2.73 goals against average and .903 save percentage. Brassard went 2-2-0 in 5 games in the Kelly Cup playoffs in the spring of 2023. With the mention of players' size earlier in this Providence Hockey Report podcast, the addition of 31-year-old Vincent Arsenault is another intriguing aspect for the upcoming season. The undrafted forward is undoubtedly a presence on the ice for that intimidation factor, which might be why he was signed to a one-year American Hockey League contract. With many opposing teams taking runs at Bruins prospects and other rostered players last season, Arsenault might... Have the teams think about taking liberties uh, with higher talented players next season? Last year to the end of the year, Bruins prospect Fabian Lysel got his bell rung after what seemed to be a dirty upper body exchange. Vincent is no stranger to the rough side of the game or the penalty box, with 632 uh, pims in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in 294 games, 414 pims in the uh in the coast league in 147 games and 475 pims in the american hockey league in 212 games played trevor coontar is another player i will pay much attention to for the providence bruins in the upcoming year the former 2020 third round selection had a decent year last season finishing his NCAA career with Boston College, appearing in 93 games and posting 28 goals, 31 assists, for 59 points. Last season, Kuntar had his best NCAA year, contributing 13 goals, 16 assists, and 29 points in 34 games uh, in his junior year at the Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts location. Forward Anthony Richard is a sneakily good signing for the Boston Bruins to have increased depth and members that are ready at a moment's notice to keep up with the pace of the highest level in the world. The 26-year-old Quebec native is versatile forward that's undersized, but can seemingly fit those veteran skates um, with the departure of Vinny Latari Last season, the former 2015 fourth-round selection of the Nashville Predators spent the, uh, the year with the Montreal Canadiens' top minor pro affiliate, the Laval Rocket where he posted 30 goals, 37 assists, good for 67 points in 60 games. This was a career year for Richard in the American Hockey League and most likely worth the gamble to insert into the Providence Bruins leadership core, much like Letary was last season. Those were just a few mentions of the players I'm interested in covering and watching this upcoming year. It will be a big year for the Boston Bruins' organizational depth and another year of developing the team's prospects. This will be an important upcoming season for some of these higher echelon prospects as they knock on the door of national hockey league careers with roster availabilities for this coming season when the salary cap is expected to rise significantly all right i think it's time to send it over to my interview with boston bruins goaltender brandon bussey who was gracious enough with his time this off season. Uh, so here's our discussion, and I'll I'll end this week's uh, Providence Hockey Report, Season 1, Episode 1, for this week on the other side. Hey, guys, as mentioned early in the program, I have a very special guest joining me tonight, and that is Boston Bruins goaltender Brandon Bussey. Brandon, thanks so much for uh, taking the time of being a guest on the Providence Hockey Report podcast. How are you, and how's the off season going
0: so far? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a good off season so far. I think the uh, training's been going really well for me, like where my game's heading. And it's also been a nice mix of a little bit of rest and getting to do some things uh, on the free time. So that's been nice.
1: Awesome. I see from the uh, Stop old Goal 10 Twitter account videos that you've been very busy the past couple of weeks training for the upcoming season. Did you at least take some time off in vacation somewhere or is it work? Is it all is it working on getting better all the time?
0: No, I definitely took a little bit of time off. Was able to go home and see the family, on Long Island. Was able to travel out to Chicago with uh with the girlfriend and got to see her family and go to some areas in like Wisconsin and Indiana. So took about a month, maybe a little more off, and then got back on the ice, just kind of ready to get to work. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it must be uh, great just to decompress from a a, 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 you know this last sixteen months have been really like a whirlwind for you basically, right?
0: For sure, for sure. I mean, uh, the uh, starting from last year, you know, the highs of the season we had at Western to all of a sudden come to like a crushing end, and then have like a little you know less than a week to kind of decide what your you know what you see your future and what it could be, and going through all that is stressful, but also a really exciting time. So. Looking back uh, from that moment to where I am now, it's been a pretty exciting journey and uh, the hunger and the desire to kind of make the next level is still there, but uh, taking a step back, it's it's something I'm proud of what I've accomplished so far.
1: Excellent. By the way, congrats to you and your family on the recent success of the pro career with last season's entry-level contract uh, to this off season's extension to a one year NHL two-way contract. Um, Tell me about the past 16 months and I mean, we already talked about that, but just tell me about the, uh, your, you know, the Boston Bruins organization as a whole coming in on an entry-level deal after leaving, uh, Western and then coming right into this year, uh, this, uh, this off season and, and locking in a one-year deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, Boston was very appealing to me at the end of my time at Western, uh, just a historic franchise. So many great players have, uh, gone through the organization and, and, you know, you could see it now with, you know, Martian and Bergeron and, and Pasternak, right? All those elite talents, something that was really appealing, not to mention the the recent success, maybe not recent, but the while now of, of goaltenders that have been developed there uh, through Bob and uh, Dunny. Uh, it was super appealing to me and was very excited for the opportunity to become a Bruin.
1: Um, all right, so you're talking about spending some time with the family on Long Island, so let's go Let's go back to your childhood growing up on the island. Um, who got you involved in the game as a child, and, and when did you put on the skates for the first time?
0: Well, my dad. My dad was a big uh, influence for me getting into hockey. I think I remember the times when he said that when I was like really young, we'd watch the Ranger games together before I could even remember, and I was just captivated by the, the TV and watching the game. So. You could call it something that maybe from the very beginning I was kind of destined to play hockey at some point, but uh, got uh, started playing roller hockey when I was five. Just out as a skater, did that for about two years, and then made the switch to ice hockey as a player, not not being a goalie yet. And uh, for like about a year on the ice, I kept telling my dad I wanted to be a goalie, like I want to do that. But he's like, "You got to learn how to skate, do your crossover, all the basic fundamentals. But you got to get really good at that before you can." Uh, Put the gear on. So I worked really hard at that and I got to a point where he thought I, I kind of passed all the hurdles and I was rewarded with some goalie gear. Probably not too long after I hopped on the ice for a tryout uh, just to kind of see the competitive side of hockey. I don't think my dad had the expectations I was going to make the team just because I hadn't really been playing goalie for that long. But uh, I feel like goal te- goalies are kind of hard to come by at really, really young ages. So I fortunately made the team and the rest has kind of been history.
1: That's awesome, and uh, Rangers fans, you're, you're you're. I did my pre-scout about where you grew up. Okay, you're smack dab in the middle. You're on the north north end of the island, smack dab in the middle. But you you and your father, I just I'm just hearing now, were both Rangers fans. That's very interesting to me with Uniondale being so close. Um, how was, jeez, how is that growing up with uh in the community with a bunch of Islanders fans?
0: Yeah, so. Uh... As surprising as it might, as it might seem, uh, it's pretty split, I'd say. I wouldn't say that it's like 90% Islander fans, 10% Ranger fans. I think uh, my dad's generation, not trying to age him, but um, it was kind of like the Islanders were kind of, I guess, up and coming. You know, It was before the Cups and all that stuff. So I think there, there were a lot of still Ranger fans on the island. And it was funny. My mom was an Islanders fan originally. Both of her uh, brothers, my uncles, were... Diehard Islander fan, so she's kind of she kind of made the change over time because of my dad. But uh, it's surprising how kind of even or split it is. Yeah,
1: and it's also it's also cool that you your family can. Can just like come together and figure out a way to to express the fandom as a as a family, you know, and not just not the the battles like my aunt my um, aunt and uncle used to have. My my aunt's a Bruins fan. My uncle's a Canadiens fan. So it was just, I mean, Thanksgivings were absolutely terrible in my family. <laughs> yeah, it's, um,
0: uh, it's fair to say though now that uh, we're my whole family's Bruins fan. So clarify awesome. that before. Uh, I know being a former Ranger fan growing up is a, is just a funny. Uh, irony of it um so you you talked about
1: like growing up um and and starting off in in, inline hockey and then going on to ice but i want to kind of go just a little further and talk about the days playing um in the elite leagues with the royals the junior islanders and the um the island gulls how important were those levels for you personally before it was time to leave home to seriously follow your dream
0: yeah, I think uh, I think hockey on Long Island's been growing. There's been a, a surgence of really high-level players coming up, starting, you know, starting off with recently like Sonny Milano, obviously Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox. Uh, so around my birth year, I'd say there was a, a lot of players that have been very successful and we're seeing younger than me, some guys making some jumps to the league already. So I think just being around that kind of competition as well as traveling to New Jersey and Philadelphia and even Massachusetts, uh, was was big for my development it was funny for me growing up i wasn't always on the top teams i was on the the middle level teams that would play adam fox you know every handful of, of times and uh it, it forced me to get a lot of shots and, and get a lot of experiences at a young age which i think was valuable to my uh, growth at a very young age
1: yeah um and then uh after those after those years on the island you 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 kind of split away you go to the NAHL, you play with new jersey for a stint and then you get what did you get traded to uh, to amarillo texas
0: yes i did all
1: right uh that must have been a <laughs> um a, you know a real good experience about what your future is going to be like you know as a, as a young kid a teenager traveling in the all, which is a, a league i w- want to talk about later on but um uh, and you you also spent some time in the higher USHL with the Muskies and Jacks, where you had a monster season in 2018-19, posting 33 wins and 52 games. Um, in 2019-20, you joined the NCAA, making um, Western Michigan University home for the next three seasons, posting an impressive 46-25 and five record in 70 career games with the Broncos. Um, tell me about those. Th- three particular leagues and how they've uh, grown to produce some high caliber play, but it's not only uh goaltenders. Uh,
0: well, I think, I think juniors, as much as it is a time for you to grow your game, it's an opportunity for you to kind of find yourself and endure experiences, good and bad, to help grow and make you the person you are today. So while I give a lot of credit to the North American hockey league and the NCDC uh, for Being very important to my development, there were also some tough times that I can reflect on that made me who I am today and kind of toughened me up with being traded, with uh, figuring out the mental game more, um, and stuff like that. You know, I think junior hockey for me, uh, starting at 18, I was ready to go away from home, but I wasn't ready to handle the adversity yet. And that was a big battle for me uh, mentally. And I think those two years before making Muskegon really toughened me up and prepared me for that next level where I was ready to take on a bigger workload, perform, and be able to bounce back way more uh, frequently uh, with tough games and stuff like that, which I think has really led to a lot of my success.
1: Yeah. Um, and you went undrafted. Was that was that something that, that um, bared down on you a little bit after having a great season in Muskegon?
0: Uh, well, I was an age out in Muskegon, so I didn't. I don't think I was even okay. draft eligible. Uh, I was never really concerned about getting drafted or not, to be honest. Obviously, yes, you'd like to have that opportunity, and it's a good experience to have with like your family and a big accomplishment. But I think the long-term goal for all goalies is you want to be the best 25, 26, 27-year-old at your position, not the best 16-year-old that gets forgotten sometimes. So I never lost faith in the process. I think I developed a little later. And if you're ready for the next level and the opportunity, it'll find you as long as you work hard and put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, I was watching the uh, the 2023 NHL draft uh, from um, uh, Nashville. And I, I overheard, I think it was Craig Button. I could, I could be wrong on that. But... He brought up a very valid point, and this is one of the reasons why I brought up the uh, the Null, the USHL, and the NCAA, is because if, if if NHL teams want to draft the goaltender, Button was like really adamant on go the NCAA route because they've a goaltender like yourself has been through these developmental leagues leading up to Western, but also. There's, four, there's up to four more years of development that the team can technically have a little bit of control, but you can also continue to work and continue to get your craft. And then basically what he was saying is it's almost like a seamless step into pro hockey right out of there. Do you agree with, with that type of progression up through these leagues?
0: For sure. I'm obviously a big uh, a proponent or fan of the NCAA route. Um, I think the game is more similar to uh, the NHL and professional hockey versus the uh, Canadian hockey route. Granted, I've obviously never played it, so I can't say for sure, but uh, I think it did really prepare me. I think you play against older players, you know, ranging from 18 to 25. And uh, I think the environment of college hockey where you don't play as many games over the course of a season, but you have the opportunity to be in the gym more like get stronger. It's extra time to develop rather than being thrown into pro hockey at a really young age. And maybe you're not physically mature enough. It buys you that extra time.
1: Yeah, that's that's valid right there. Um, you ended your career at Western Michigan uh, posting a 26-12-1 uh, regular season record and making an appearance in the NCAA National Tournament in the spring of 2022. Tell me about that season and, and more particularly becoming a free agent once your NCAA commitment to the Broncos was over and uh, becoming a free agent to sign with anyone. But also I want to add on to that, was the Boston Bruins team the only one that came calling?
0: Um, first off, uh, regarding Western, uh easily the best three years of my life. The bonds I made with my teammates uh, are unforgettable, especially my like the people in my class. You know, We were a really small class coming into my freshman year, just four of us total. So we were always hanging out and we were very, very close. And the fact that my junior year, we were able to accomplish so much going into a season when our expectations on the outside uh, were really low. Everyone didn't view us as really being able to make a serious push at anything and we knew what we had and the opportunity to go to the tournament as a one seed and uh, win our first ever regional game or or, um, tournament game in team history was a massive accomplishment. While we didn't complete what we wanted, we can all look back and know that we had a very special group to accomplish something that has never been done before. So that that's really close to me that I You know, I have those bonds and those experiences for that. And I won't go too much into detail about that whole process afterwards, but it was not just Boston.
1: Okay, that's fair. Appreciate that. Um, How about you talk about the transition from the NCAA game? Uh, Your commitment was over at Western, and you come into Providence on an ATO. You play five games, and I watched all five of them, and I was thoroughly impressed with how, how well you took the adjustment, the speed of the game. Um, and everything about it, and it, it was it was a no brainer that there was an entry level contract coming shortly after that. Um, so tell me about that transition process from the NCAA to the American Hockey League.
0: It's definitely similar, but everything's just more precise and and what you'd expect harder. So I think everybody shoots a little harder, passes are a little crisper, the the vision to make the next play is made more, but. The biggest difference to me is the net front traffic. I think the willingness of the opposing players to want to get in front of you and, and the layers is, is very difficult. And that was a big thing I noticed in those first five games, how hard I had to battle to find sidelines And if you're not battling, you're not going to have that success and you're going to struggle. Um, I think getting in early and having a few weeks to practice was definitely really big for me to kind of adjust to the skill level difference practice kind of feels harder than the games, to be honest. I think, you know, especially like last year, I think we had a lot of super skilled, talented players that the practices felt way harder than the games sometimes, to be honest. But playing those five games was was huge to me. While I think I adjusted pretty well on the fly of being thrown into a a weird situation at the time, Um, I needed to make a lot more adjustments to have more success over a longer stretch of games. So those five games kind of showed me uh, the answer—the answer sheet in a way—to what pro hockey was and what I needed to change to have more success.
1: Yeah, and and after that uh, short stint uh, on the ATO, you last season you, uh, you officially start your pro career um, with the in the ECHL Maine Mariners, who were in their second season as a Boston Bruins double-A minor pro affiliate, and you posted a three-one and record. Um, tell me about your short time with the Maine Mariners organization and your thoughts about the city of Portland.
0: Uh, wonderful experience there. I absolutely loved my time there. Portland is a, a beautiful city. Uh, food's really good. It, you know, found some nice lobster places there. I feel like you can't go wrong up there, but, uh, it, it was my time there was unbelievable. Uh, great teammates. We were, we, we did pretty well to start the year. And I viewed it as a really good opportunity to kind of showcase what I had. And uh, I didn't view it as a demotion at all. I viewed it as an opportunity. And I was really excited to be there. But as we know in in pro hockey, things can change like that in the most unexpected ways. And you know, you can get a call at 11 o'clock at night or something, and, and your next few weeks change, and you don't know what that looks like.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Early last season, Boston uh, Bruins goaltender um, Kyle Kaiser went down with an injury, giving you an opportunity to showcase those skills at the AHL level. You won your first four games with Providence in November of 2022 and never looked back, finishing the season with a record of 22-5-4. And was second in the AHL with a uh, .924 save percentage, sixth in the, with the uh, goals against average, and eighth in wins. Talk about last season, your first pro year, and what you learned, and ultimately what needs to be better for the upcoming season.
0: Well, I think a lot of a lot of the success on the personal level it comes from the team. I think a lot of that is because of the team we I had in front of me. Our D was unbelievable. The willingness, to block shots, box out. Um, forwards as well, willing to block shots. But I'm not a big fan of always following the numbers. I think it's a process in trying to win games that's more important, and then those stats will come if you're doing the right things. But I think as a team, we were, we were built really well, um, and I guess my numbers would reflect that. But I'm happy that the stuff I worked on over the summer kind of translated. I felt significantly more comfortable in game action from this year compared to the year before and it's i'm just constantly trying to grow my game more this summer adding more tools to the toolbox that i can use in games as well as just continuing to get faster uh stronger and um be able to not survive that's the wrong word be able to last a full season workload i felt like i did good with that this year but you can always get better at that stuff
1: Yeah. And uh, one more uh, thought on Providence. Uh, What do you think about the city? Because I'm a big fan of of PVD.
0: I I love Providence. I'm a a big East Coast guy. Um, I've been training with Stop for like the last, I think, five or six years. Um, So it's not Providence, but the whole Northeast New England area has kind of become a second home to me. Uh, I I really like it, you know, here in Providence was a very nice place to be. So that's awesome,
1: uh, Brandon. Talk about your experience when you got the call to the NHL for the first time last season. What it was like to, to be with Bruins squad for a short time. More importantly, how was it being around NHL NHLers like Allmark and Swayman for that short time?
0: Obviously, it was a great experience. You know, that's everybody's goal, and you never know when it's going to happen. Again, in the most unexpected times, you you would you get the call in the morning, and it's just thinking in your head you're like wow like this is this is happening so um overall just being around the the locker room the guys they welcomed me in uh treating me immediately like one of the one of the boys as you would expect but with it being my first time kind of around everything you know in training camp i didn't really i didn't travel for any of the games i was sent to providence pretty early on so i didn't get the fully experience the the travel to another city or, you know, the on the road stuff. So all of it was pretty new, but uh, it kind of felt seamless to me in terms of just feeling natural and getting used to it fast. And obviously being around Linus and and Sway um, for the little bit of time was super beneficial to kind of learn what they do and see obviously why they had so much success last year and try and take some things that I liked from both of their games. So uh, overall, just was a great experience and well, it was an honor. You know, you work your whole life for that and you never know what's going to happen. And it, it feels good when your hard work pays off. But the hunger is yeah. still there to to get more of that and uh, over my career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can just imagine how awesome that would be. Um, I do remember watching uh, an episode of Behind the Bee. You probably, you've probably seen this many times before, or people have talked about it before, but um, when the Bruins were in a team huddle and you were standing outside of that huddle, not sure if uh, you should join in or not, but please talk about the culture of the Bruins and what it meant for a leader and Hall of Fam- future Hall of Famer like Patrice Bergeron to see you and say, Get in here, bus. You're one of us.
0: Uh, Are we referring to before game one in the locker room? Is that? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think. uh, I think it just it proves it proves that the locker room. When you hear about it, is all true. I mean, unbelievable leaders, uh, unbelievable people. Probably first. First, Um, there. There's not a sense of like just because you haven't been around uh, that long that like you're not a part of us that's not it at all it's we're all one family and the success that happens in boston and providence and maine are all equal in a sense right obviously the stanley cup is the organizations of the first goal but everybody cares about what they're doing and that trickles down to all the levels so being around that as well um those experiences i'm going to take with me throughout my career and life as a as to how to handle a lot of situations yeah that's awesome
1: um it really speaks uh volume to the culture that has been installed in that into that boston Bruins organization and particularly the locker room where you guys you know you know that's where you guys work that's where everything gets done and you know, that's where friends are made and, and, you know, long time relationships can happen. So it was really cool to see for me to just to see that. And and a lot of other people that don't really understand how much of a a real strong culture this organization has internally. Um, But that was just something that really, that really grabbed me. I was like, wow, I mean, that is just freaking awesome, you know?
0: Absolutely. And and it shows why there's been so much success all throughout these years of, you know, constant playoff appearances and runs. And, While obviously last year um, for all, all the teams was disappointing with the performance in playoff, uh, I I don't see any slowing down from any of us. I think the, the, what's the word I'm looking for, the, uh, I guess the culture, the culture is set all throughout and we know what the standard is and it's super exciting to be a part of that and kind of feel that it's super optimistic and exciting.
1: Um, Winding down here a little bit uh, Tell me about the Bruins goaltending coaches uh, Bob Ascenza and Mike Dunham Who seem to thrive developing goaltenders Of your size Um, How have they been through the whole Pro uh, pro development process And while Francois Allaire And Mitch Korn get all the hype For being the the league's best Goaltending coaches uh, The tandem of Ascenza and Dunham Are criminally underrated in my opinion For what they've done in the past several years Is that something you would agree?
0: Absolutely. I think, like I was saying before, that was a big reason in me wanting to be a Bruin. Uh, The track record of all the goals that have been developed recently when I was going back to Rask, but like uh, Vladar and obviously Sway's quick uh, climb to the NHL, like it was all super appealing to me to want to be a part of that. Um, Being able to work with Dunny pretty much every day in Providence was big for me. I think he really is the perfect balance of what you need as a goalie coach, of the teaching side, the not changing too much, the um, understanding or watching a film. We're not too high. We're not too low. We watch the video. We know what to work on. It it was a perfect mix, which I think, again, I can attribute that to a lot of my success last year. And obviously having Bob from afar and when I got called up, having that perspective of, all right, what do I need to do to adjust my game slightly to the NHL level now being around it and seeing what he does with sway and Linus and then me as well um, was all a great experience. And while I'm 25 and I'm still growing as a goalie, I'm still learning. Uh, I think they're very important to making the next jump.
1: All right. So I got a question from, uh, um, from, uh, one of our discord members and his name is Eric Burgess and, um, and he's a fellow member of the goaltender union. He's a carrying card member. Uh, me too. And believe it or not, I am right-handed as well. Hey. And, and yeah, right. it's, it's now back. Back when I was younger, there were hardly any right-handed goaltenders, and my parents hated it because I always had to buy stuff, or they had to buy stuff custom ordered out of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of shops around here. And so when you just go right in there, there's a line of right-handed. Full right stuff so um, but he's a he's a great guy and a good goaltender good beer leaguer but Berg says playing um, uh, youth hockey up to being a professional today what was the most embarrassing moment you've had that you can remember doing
0: there's probably been a few honestly um, <laughs> I feel like I remember one when I was a mite definitely gave up a goal from like the whole other side of the ice I just missed it probably I've probably fallen a handful of times going out on the ice or toe picked around my crease. Uh, What else? What else? Uh, Kind of maybe stuff like that. I don't think anything too crazy, but stuff where if, if it was caught on video, it probably would be pretty funny. Actually, no, I got one. I'll I'll admit it. And it, it it just proves that being a, you're human, right? You can be so good and do well in all these games, but human things happen. Uh, We were in playoffs in Muskegon and one of my teammates in Providence, J.D. Greenway, uh, he, yep. uh, he was playing for Dubuque at the time. And I don't think he remembers this, but I remember this because it was, it was an awful game. We were up 2-0 in the series against Dubuque, and we needed one more game to win. It was a best of five. And I think they had already scored, like, two on me early, and I wasn't doing too great. J.D. dumps one in high from the red line. It, like, hits the ice and shoots one way. It score. It scores on me. Uh, I get pulled I don't remember if our goalie gave up a goal or not shortly after it but it was only like two three minutes left in the period and then my coach put me back in the game for the second period pretty much saying you better wake up like this is your game to finish so I guess that's a embarrassing or or both embarrassing and funny story I got off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, but it's also it's also a coach's trust as well. It's like you know I know this kid could work it work it out. You know I know he can figure it out and so on. So that that must have been uh, you know somewhat cool, even though you gave up a
0: goal like that. Yeah, but, an embarrassing story turned into a proving moment. And again, it can't go there for me over my career.
1: Right, and you know, I got one because um, I was playing in a tournament at Merrimack College as a young. I think it was a bantam, um, and I I got some new gear. Uh, new chest protector and I think a uh, new pads and they weren't broken in. They would not. They would not like today's uh, equipment where it's it's pretty easier to break in than than the old stuff. But um, I remember that we were on the power play. The puck came down the ice and it was going pretty decent, not like lightning fast. But I skated out of the crease to go. I, I heard somebody calling me up the up the line and and they were like, "Send it, send it, send it," and I thought I sent it, but with all the gear, I could hardly move. And when I when I lifted my 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 uh my stick to push the puck that way, it went too early and it just rolled all the way back to me, and it uh, went right in the net.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was so bad. See, we're, my all, we're, all, we're all human, and while wow, exactly. it can be pretty embarrassing, you don't want them to happen. Whether it's like turning the puck over behind the net as a goalie or something like that, oh yeah. It, 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 People forget, you know, that we're human. And, and it's funny, when we make those mistakes at the level we're at now, the outside world might think that we're embarrassed and we're out of our game. But the odds are we just laugh it off because, at least for me, yeah. uh, I enjoy the sport I'm doing. Like, stuff like that might happen at some point. You want to minimize it, but it's just the truth of life. So I, that we don't get too caught up in that.
1: Yeah, why dwell on it when you could just, like, move it aside move on to the next game
0: exactly all
1: right last question for you um and and again thank you so much for the time uh the providence bruins uh released their 2024 schedule um the other day and um uh, assuming that you're going to be in providence next year anything could happen i guess at this moment but we'll see but um if you are in providence um did you happen to take a look at the uh, at the upcoming schedule? Uh, there's there's uh, some trips out in Cleveland that seem exciting. Uh, Providence is going back to Canada for two trips. Um, is it better for you to like get away from like the Atlantic Division where you're where you're playing Bridgeport, Springfield, Hartford, twelve times, or a season? I mean, or do you like that um, because you know? trends you can see patterns in in each one's the, uh each team's games with so many times per season
0: yeah i think uh i did take a look at the schedule so i, I saw I, I don't know all the dates and stuff obviously but i saw that we were at the marley's and um lake erie right or the monsters uh yes which is, yeah, cool it, it's fun for us to play different teams i think uh there's a balance, right? I think it's fun to play your in-division opponents a little bit because you build up these rivalries. Um, but at the same time, you're right. Maybe 12 games might be a little much, right? I don't know what that exact number needs to be, but uh, I think it's fun to play some of these teams a few times uh, to build up those rivalries as well as uh, I'm fortunate enough to have some inner division rivals from my Western days of you know my former teammates. So I think not that there's, like, an extra fire to those games, but I always look forward to playing, like, some of those guys. It makes it fun. So I guess I'm kind of yeah. indifferent on it. I'm not too picky on the schedule. But the opportunity to go to Toronto and, and Cleveland will be a lot of fun this year. And whenever those put, uh, come around on our schedule, I'll be excited for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know that you – know, I talked to Ryan Mujanel about this, uh, I think, either last year or the year before, about – this particular schedule against the Atlantic division teams and how many times you play them so much. And he basically just like broke it down for me. He's like, when we travel, we're not practicing. So when we're, when we're locally and so on, we have the opportunity to practice sometimes four or five times a week uh, during the the week before the games come on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. So it kind of made sense to me that you, you know, you don't want to travel so much, but you also want to continue to work on, each individual player, your systems and so on, and get ready for that next game. Would you agree with something with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely, I think. Well, I think for, for the majority of pro athletes, being home more is better. So playing more games to the teams closer to us does provide that opportunity and practice. So I 100% agree with that. But I'm also a fan of the opportunity to have these road trips where you're with your team for extended yeah. periods of time. Granted, like the three and fours can be a grind with traveling to different cities and um, what's it called? Kind of playing a lot with all this travel can be difficult. I think the opportunity to kind of have trips where maybe, you don't play as many games in as many days, but you get to see areas and, and be with your teammates during this time is also a great opportunity to grow. And a lot of these memories and bonds you make are on the road doing things with the team. So
1: Yeah, makes sense. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it, and uh, I want to wish you the best of luck this upcoming season. Uh, work hard this offseason and grind it out next year. Um, and also, uh, best wishes to your family as well. I, I talked to your dad once in a while on the Twitter DMs and so on, and, and Rob, he's a great guy. So, um, again, I, I really, really appreciate your time today. It, it really meant a lot.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun.
1: That was an awesome interview with Boston Bruins goaltender, Brandon Bussey. This could not have happened without the constant interaction with his agent, John Coffey, who I truly appreciate for making all of this go so smoothly. Getting back to the recent news surrounding the American Hockey League Providence Bruins, the team released the 2023-24 regular season schedule. And here are the teams, the top minor pro affiliate of the NHL, Boston Bruins are going to play in the upcoming season and how many times. Providence will play the Bridgeport Islanders six times at home, six times away. Providence will play Springfield Thunderbirds six times at home, six times away. Providence plays Hartford Wolfpack five times at home, five times away. Providence plays Hershey Bears, three times at home, three times away. Providence plays the Lehigh Valley Phantoms three times at home, three times away. Providence plays the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins, three times at home, three times away. Providence plays the Utica Comets, two times at home, two times away. Providence plays the Syracuse Crunch, two times at home, two times away. Uh, Providence plays the Charlotte Checkers, two times at home, two times away. Uh, Providence will go the furthest out west that they've, I think, have ever been. Uh, When they play the Cleveland Monsters, two times at home, two times away. They play the Rochester Americans, one time at home, one time away. And finally, they play the Toronto Marlies up in Canada, uh, one time at home and one time away. On Friday, October 13, 2023, the Providence Bruins kick off their opening night festivities at the Amica Mutual Pavilion in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. Before the game, the banner-raising ceremony will honor the 2022-23 Atlantic Division Championship, which is their third straight, I believe. The upcoming regular season for the Providence Bruins will be the 31st in franchise history, dating back to when the Boston Bruins had their top minor pro affiliate locating in Portland, Maine area, relocating to Rhode Island before the 1992-93 regular season. If you're interested in memberships or individual ticket sales or suite rentals, please go to the ProvidenceBruins.com website to get involved in the upcoming 2023 24 American Hockey League season action and see the stars of tomorrow today. Many thanks for listening to this first episode of the Providence Hockey Report podcast. With the news being slim to none for the next few months, I may return to give important updates during this offseason. As soon as training camp gets up and running this fall, this program will be weekly. will be a weekly show updating games, transactions, and coach and player interviews. If you'd like to send me a Providence Bruins related question or topic I should discuss on any given show, please give me a call and leave a voicemail at 978-504-2727 uh, and I'll answer it on an upcoming show. Thank you for listening, take care and be safe this off season and go Bees.